You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 190, where we will be discussing chapter 20 of City of Lost Souls, A Door in the Dark. I'm Kristen. Oh. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What? Thank you. I said I was ready, but I didn't have the doc pulled up. So sorry about that. <gasps> I also said it's, I was ready and then now. forgot that I had to actually click the record button. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered my slapping pillow today. Oh, thank goodness. It's amazing. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Okay, listen. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't have anything to talk about. Okay. Okay, so as you know. It's the ween time. By ween, I mean Halloween. Oh, I said it like that. Yeah. That was awful. It, it was a nickname. It's gone ween. Wrong. It's puffing season. Yeah, it was a nickname gone wrong. Okay, so we're. Sorry, I had to turn off like, my Wi Fi. You got your favorites that you watch, right? Mm-hmm. And so the other day we watched Hocus Pocus on Ooh. Disney Plus, as you do. Of course. And I was like, I never watched the second one last year when it came out. I should watch it. I can't do it. I know. Why? I know that it's not. When did that come out? 1992. No, 1994. 1994. Ish. Mm -hmm. Bette Midler is so old. Like. And watching her try to play that role. It is. Yeah. It is bad. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <gasps> Hot I mean, take! Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, it's supposed to be, like, young and fun, and she's still fun. But <laughs> it's it's bad. It looks like bad acting. I watched it, and I didn't think that. It is cringy. It, it definitely bad. was not as good as the first one, obviously. The story, nothing was, but... You're talking about the mid like this. I just, yes, that's it, what I called her. That's not her name. She is a freaking icon. Okay, is, yeah. do not get me wrong. I, I agree that the the sequel was not good. It was no sequels ever really exactly. are. It was very directed at kids. It was a very cheesy script. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, original script also very cheesy. But it was camps. Yes. Like there was a level of like we get how funny. Like we're make we're in on the joke, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Like Napoleon Dynamite esque sort of thing. You exactly. Mean? And this very like, much funny did stupid. not feel like that. And I know everybody. I was one. I wanted a sequel. I was like hocus pocus. Mm-hmm. But like a sequel has to come ten years later, not twenty. If you're gonna use the well, same yeah. cast. And the thing with it was, it was supposed to be like, they came back, and mm-hmm. to them it's been like no time at right. all. Right. They're right. in the same stasis that they were in for two right. months, so it's just like, and it is very clearly they're not. And I didn't, I did not finish DNF'd the movie, <gasps> um, but it's like, in the first one, it's like, oh, crazy 20th century contraptions, what is this? 
And they had an entire night where they were soaking all that stuff in. But somehow they knew what a couple things were with technology, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And in this one, they're like, oh, it's a magic door. Like, d- girl, you know. Yeah. Like, no, you don't. You know. The, the continuity uh-huh. is annoying. Or the yes. lack of continuity, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I meant, like, you can't do the sequel 20 years later that you're trying to do right now like the the sequel that you're trying to do right now that ha- that can only be done de- max 10 years later you need to come up with a different plot line if you're going to do 20 years later because it can't be them being trying to play the same exact characters like you said without yes. any growth as they're older like they have to have there has to be something else going on mm-hmm. that and it was just it felt weird it was just like, oh, you're just trying to redo it. Well, then we just leave it as it is. Well, and the thing is, it's and like a reunion special. If you, if you <laughs> mm-hmm. want it to be so, like I enjoyed. This is too too far, mm-hmm. but I don't care. The there's like Disney Channel, like obviously the original movies, right? Oh, my favorite. The new ones. There's these ones. It's like zombies, right? And it's the mm-hmm. girl that was on American Housewife. Like she's in the star of it. And it is cheesy Mm -hmm. and it is a musical and it's a cheesy musical, but it's supposed to be a cheesy musical. So like the dance, the random singing and dancing that doesn't make any sense. Right. It's a musical. And this one, it's just kind of like, Mm -hmm. it is cringy. But I feel like that those in the original one were iconic in the original Hocus Pocus. Right. Mm -hmm. But it made it fit very well Mm -hmm. into the plot. Yeah. Well, it was, and again, it was that level of camp of like, we're all in on this. And it was so, uh-huh. yeah. And it's also a time capsule of the moment. <laughs> like, it's so very 90s and it's in like the most, like it's drenched That's in right. between uh-huh. the the white guy with the, the hair, the, his name uh, cut into the back Ice, of his head. Yeah. The, the kicks, the way they talked, like it was so uh-huh. 90s. And it's like, this is every small town that doesn't have a lot of diversity has yeah, these stole kids your that shoes and this stuff. way because yeah, they saw totally. it on TV. And we all know these cringy kids. And it just, it was so, it was uh-huh. just so fucking perfect. Well, and to me, it's like the the they come the three of them come back and they immediately like they're singing and dancing and like doing a choreographed number. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And like it's supposed to be like in on the joke because the two girls are like, what are they doing? Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. But they never acted like that That's in the so first funny. movie. I really liked right. the song. So at why the are they end? acting like that? I don't now. remember like, it because I watched it a few months it. ago. Not, but I remember my kids yeah. really liked the song and we had to replay it and dance. To I it just a wasn't times. prepared. Mm hmm. I mean, I think she was like on Broadway. Speaking of Broadway, I've been getting, I've been watching all this like, or I suppose getting all this like press stuff in the, in my feed, like all this uh, press tour stuff for Daniel Radcliffe and Jonathan Groff. And I can't remember the lady's name. Mary? No. Googling. Um, They're, they're doing the Broadway revival of merrily along we go or whatever it's a sondheim okay production. it's a musical anyways it doesn't matter it's daniel radcliffe and that's the point but i've been sending them to robin because anything with daniel radcliffe in it 
ice in to rub in. Okay. You have to. It's a law. Yeah, it is. Jonathan Goff. I've never heard of him before, but he's with that Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller, but that's not her name. What? (laughs) I know that. I'm very aware. The girl from Glee. What are you talking about? This Jonathan Groff person that you were talking about. He is gay. Well, they're in pictures together. Were they in oh, a yeah, movie together or something? You mean Leah Michelle? Yep, that's her. That's the one. Oh, yeah, they're friends. Got he it. He was also in Glee. She just looks so fucking good. Like, I feel like there was some weird stuff about her that I don't know about. And she's, like, not great. But I don't know if that's true. I don't even know. But she's <laughs> very beautiful. Like, this has got to be wearing extensions. Nobody's hair is that perfect. Doesn't everybody wear extensions in Hollywood? I don't think anyone has real hair in That's Hollywood. That's fair. That is fair. Well, and Jonathan Groff is Kristoff. Yeah. Yes. And he's the king in Hamilton, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's he's definitely more than Glee. Like. Well, <laughs> I didn't even Glee know. Is he very, from Glee? I forgot he was well, on Glee. Know. Yeah. He was yeah. on Glee. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, thank you. Sorry I interrupted. I just had to say that you don't and i mean i randomly sing songs from rent all the time mm-hmm. so just part of the lifestyle mm-hmm. anyway they're doing a six-week run it started previewing already it's on broadway it's in new york it's really cool and i want to go okay i've never been to a show like that before i haven't either i mean i've seen the nutcracker that was i a- just want that i See, this is the thing. is It's just my obsession with Daniel Radcliffe. This is the okay. Problem. That's that's an interesting obsession. It's a. Sickness. I mean, that's a good cast. It's a weird though. choice. Right, right. And I'm like, well, if it's a Sondheim production and it's this great cast, like, could you, like, of course, this is something that's going to be good, no matter if I know anything about it or you know have any frame of reference. Hmm. But is it only going to be in New York? Huh? Only going to be in New yeah. York? Okay. But, like, I don't know if I would. I, you know, that's a long shot. But it was just something I'm like, I just want to do that. But I don't know that I ever would. <laughs> I'd have to get a really wild hair up my ass and be like, okay, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> but that's how I make those kinds of decisions. Yes. Those have to be spur of the moment. And I have to be like, I'm going in 48 hours. Goodbye. Because <laughs> I am, say it with me, unstable. <laughs> Uh, five, six, seven. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, really quick, I do have to add though. Um, we got a um, GIF, no, meme made for us yes. by a listener for Kristen, and I cannot <laughs> stop laughing. It is just Chef's Kiss. So funny. It was- so good i was dying i'm like i feel so called out but like also so excited for getting called out like i'm fangirling the moment yes (laughs) it was great (laughs) i just love those i don't know i just think it's that was a really good choice it was perfect it was and it was funny too which Mm -hmm. i was like delighted by i was like this is this is incredible like i love it Uh, yeah yeah, we love all the means. And I know when we first, I was going to say opened, hmm? whatever, our Facebook group, mm. 
uh, Lindsay used to make a lot yes. of memes for us, uh-huh. too. Yes. And I would just like, ah, oh, good old days, yes. man. I mean. So hilarious. She's, I'm excited. She is amazing. Well, and then she would, like, draw stuff, which which was, like, so fucking cool. But also, like, we're not that cool. I know. <laughs> I don't feel worthy. Exactly. Uh-huh. We're like, not oh, worthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, I did. Um, she volunteered. Is that the right Yeah. To help us I design some stuff, which is awesome. Because she's a really, really Fucking good amazing. artist. And um, I did send what we had done so far. Um, and so the delay is going to be on us, as always. always. But we did, Amanda and I did order a sticker pack. Mm-hmm. Samples from a company to see a sample pack to see nice. the quality and stuff. So we have done that. Oh, I love, I love that you guys are logistic and purchasing people. It makes me happy because mm-hmm. I don't have to yeah. worry about it. And I don't, you, you know what the amazing thing is? I don't have to micromanage it. You know why? Because I trust you because you are a competent, mm-hmm. wonderful person. Both of you. <laughs> And it just makes me really happy because it's very rare when you get to work with someone who um, has a brain. Yes. And yeah, can follow a through line. And I just, when, when, when you have it, you have to appreciate it. It's important. <laughs> Agreed. It's mostly Robin. So there's that. It's not true. But I'll take it. Oh my gosh, you guys. I feel like I was going to say something. I was going to mention something and I cannot remember. I don't know. Must not have been that important. Does anyone else have anything? No. Nothing at all. Well, if none of us have anything to say, I say we cut the chit chat (laughs) and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. Clary's holed up in Jace's room searching for a Stella. Mm-hmm. Her bro jam arrives in red, giving her another vintage piece from Jocelyn's wardrobe, a red dress to help aid in their summoning ritual. He leaves her to change, and instead, she grabs Jace's jacket, leather jacket to be specific, and heads off to Sebi's room and finds her fairy ring. She gets a hold of Simon and fills him in on V-Squared's evil plans. Unfortunately, Sebastian catches her in her trickery, and the two of them start scrapping. Clary's able to get a rune drawn on the exit wall before she gets thrown like a ragdoll. <laughs> Sebastian is going no holds barred against Clary, all the while confessing his brother-lover vibes to her. Clary starts to gain her footing when she decides to stand and fight against him rather than fleeing. She has a chance to finish him! <laughs> but hesitates when remembering Jace. Simon and company pull over when they hear Simon's conversation with Clary and make a plan to rally the troops and head to the seventh sacred site to crash Sebastian's party. It was mostly just an entire fight scene last chapter, wasn't it? That was very concise Mm -hmm. of me. It was beautiful. I love it. I'm going to let you guys know ahead of time. 
I think I have like three or four quotes because there were some things that I just had no desire to um, find a way to say them in my own words because they were unpleasant for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I did not wish to force my brain to find the words. (laughs) So disclaimer. (laughs) Disclaimer. Oh, you guys. Clary, like, the bamf that she is, slams the knife knife down next to his head instead of through his eye and lets out a scream of frustration because she knows that she can't kill her brother. At least not until she severs the bond he's got with her boyfriend. After that, she can go ham, but a girly is impatient. (laughs) And not to be... Um, actually... But it's a shard of glass, not a knife. Oh, yes. Sorry. Not that it freaking matters. No, you're right. It is. It is. But in my head, it's, you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's lemons and limes involved and salt. <laughs> right. And it's a knife. <laughs> I know you can't get that out of your head. Yeah. Never. <laughs> so, Sevi is full Delulu, okay? I can hear the Carly Simon playing in the background of this scene. He's like, ooh, you can't do it. You can't bring yourself to kill me. And she's like, as if. This is not about you. Right. (laughs) Obviously, it's Jace that she's worried about protecting. Um, Unfortunately... This gives Sebastian the advantage of knowing that Clary has a limit to how far she's willing to go. And a split second of distraction that he uses to sit up and backhand her across the room like a ragdoll. She's getting thrown around. (laughs) And before Clary has a chance to focus on anything beyond the blood pooling in her mouth and the bits of glass embedded in her skin, her loving brother is pulling her up to her feet none too gently. Okay, so Clary realized uh, the same thing Sebi had and decided to save her energy. It wasn't worth fighting him when he was willing to kill her and she was unwilling to do the same. So, like, she's mm-hmm. not, she can't win that fight. So there's no sense in it. And she's just going to, like, wear herself out. So when things start to feel hopeless, just when things start to feel hopeless, you guys, <laughs> with Clary and Se- at Sebi's mercy... He does something stupid, like tell her that her gear held up nice and she's only got some scrapes. And then he has the audacity to pick her up bridal style, mind you. And honestly, I can't blame Clary for the unbridled rage that boils up in her. Like this man is too fucking much. He needs to be stopped. And needless to say, she vows in that moment to find a way to kill her creepy demon brother. She's like, I will kill him. I will kill him. I will kill him. Mm -hmm. She becomes Arya. He is her list. (laughs) It is her list of one. And she's going to fucking murk him. And I, this energy, like, this is the energy I want in a female main character. Like, I love to see it. It's just. mm, It really got me when she mentioned, like, his arm under her thigh. Because that's how he's yeah. carrying her. And it just, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a really good visual. Yeah, ew. Yeah, no. She's like, I am going to be as stiff as a board. Mm-hmm. We were playing Sims aboard, light as a feather, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Totally did that. Oh, 
Um, where are we? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So Sebastian unceremoniously dumps Clary in the middle of Jace's room. So he walked her up the stairs. Um, and he proceeds to wrestle off her jacket. Ew. Especially and, after what just happened. Like. Yeah. <sighs> no. Mm-hmm. Which reveals her shredded and bloody t-shirt. So she's like, I was wearing a thin, like, she's wearing a thin t-shirt that's, like, assuming not covering much. Right. right. And, uh, and then, okay, here's my first quote. Uh, Sebastian whistled. You're a mess, little sister, he said. Better get in the bathroom and wash some of that blood off. No, she said. Let them see me like this. Let them see what you had to do do to get me to come with you and then like he grabs her and pulls her close to him and they're like staring at each other and like he's bleeding from where she bit his lip and all this and he says to her you belong to me he said again and I will have you by my side however I have to force you to be there (gasps) yeah that's literally yep (laughs) so much no But Clary keeps her head about her. She wants answers. Like, why he won't just fucking kill her already. She's Mm -hmm. like, I get why you can't kill Jace. Obviously, you guys are connected. But why, why aren't you not just killing me? If I'm going to continue to cause this many problems with you, like, what the fuck is your problem? Why do you want me? Mm -hmm. And he thinks about it. And at least she says... So, like, the narrative is that, like, his eyes glaze over and he went dis... Like, his vision, his gaze went distant. Um, I don't know. He tells her... I, I don't know what it was trying to... It just... It was like, oh, he's, like, thinking about his future, I guess. I don't know. Like, a that's so raven stare. Okay. It was a weird thing to me. It just made... It had a weird connection in my brain. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> so, he tells her, look... This world is going to burn in hellfire, okay? I already accepted the bid from the demons. Like, they're starting work on this, whether you like it or not. But I plan to bring you and Jace along the other to the other side with me. Like, so what exactly are you bitching about? Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and Clary is so flustered at the cognitive dissonance she that she, like, first names him. She's like, what the Fuck, how can you not get why I am upset that you want me to help you destroy my world? Like, I don't. (laughs) How many mental hoops are you jumping through to get to the point where you don't understand? Yes. (laughs) It's because he has no connections. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, and clearly no, no observation skills either. Yes, that's true. (laughs) so jonathan's not taking the bait why is this world so special like there's plenty more where this one came from and then he suddenly shifts tactics and actually this was kind of jarring for me i had to read it a couple times because this man is truly truly certifiable and i love to hate it like (laughs) Mm -hmm. mm, mm. He comes out of nowhere with a, like, tell me you love me. Tell me you love me and that you'll fight with me. And I'm sorry. What? Brosif? What? What are we? Where Read is the this room. coming from? Yeah. 
I don't like. <laughs> He's not picking up on the cues. No, you guys. <laughs> it's like he's not even listening to her, and I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like, be with me, okay? Come on, let's go. Right. done with this boy's shit she's got nothing left to lose and she, she lets him have it she's never gonna love him he is literal evil incarnate his blood is evil and demon his blood is even demonic nothing not a single thing about him is lovable which admittedly ouch but right. he has been a real dick lately and he definitely needs to hear it like <laughs> this is justified <laughs> Science sealed delivered. Like my <laughs> my judgment is is sound. So he just smiles evilly at her and sketches an erotia on her arm as he does like uh and as he does it, his her attention is drawn to like his bracelet. She didn't even notice what he was doing. Like he's just like healing her and she's like, Would you stop fucking touching me? God damn it. Like <laughs> This reminds me of my kids a little bit. Like, Olivia's in a hitting phase right now, and it is the worst. And she literally, yesterday, I think it was, she smacks him on top of, Lincoln, on top of the head. Like, right on top of his noggin. And he starts to get upset and walk away from her, because he's like, what the hell? And she's like, hug? And she's basically just chasing him to give him a hug to make him feel better. I'm like, that is not, this is not cool. I (laughs) This is exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah. Let me injure you and then expect you to come and fight with me. Right. <laughs> and love me. Right. Right. Love bomb. <sighs> so her attention is drawn to his bracelet and Clary figures like in for a penny, in for a pound. And she informs him that she knows that he was lying about the inscription on his bracelet. It does not mean thus always to tyrants, as he'd said, uh, as he'd said, it says. Yes, as he said, it says. <laughs> but it all actually says, if I cannot move heaven, I will raise hell. 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 <laughs> Which makes so much more sense. Right. I really want someone from Michigan to read that. <laughs> if I can't move heaven, then I guess I'll raise Don't you hell. Know. I feel like our next script excerpt <clears throat> needs to be Midwestern. Yes. Oh, God. Play, if you will. Great. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> she she says this, but when she does it, she does it in Latin first before she translates it to English. And then she identifies where the quote is from because apparently all Shadowhunters just download the classics and ancient languages. Like, What? I have something to say after you mm-hmm. read your next part, because I'm confused. Okay. So, Sebi's, Sebi compliments her on her Latin. And she, <laughs> a fast learner, she says. Yeah, okay. 
and shoves her and like he shoves her into the bathroom with her mom's ritual robes and a threat that if she's not out and ready in 10 minutes that he would be coming after her which is like no thanks yeah there's there's a little bit of a underlying meaning behind that which is fucking disgusting but i'm confused so when did he tell her thus always to tyrants like when did she read his i feel like it was probably like in paris or something right so um when did she learn latin since then has she been studying the whole time they've been there like she's also still doing her shadow hunter schooling I think she. So I think she always knew yes. that it was wrong. Okay. She just what hadn't. And told she was him. just got like, it. She's playing along. Yeah. I'm gonna just let you be a lying liar. Got it. Who yeah. lies, and I know the whole time that we're you fighting are. now. So I have to but, prove that I know that you're a liar. Yeah. Got to it. To be fair, she's only been hunting shadows for like eight weeks. Right. <laughs> she's been in a war or in a battle for like four of those weeks. I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> a certain. a very short amount of time. The New York public school system does not teach Latin right. to sophomores. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I but mean. I just, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't, in this, her quoting class it, and all this stuff, she was an artist. She, there's, and, and an anime kid. And, and a, like, the, the, there's been nothing that would indicate that Clary was an avid, super into reading. Uh-huh. So how right. would she know that She's fucking like, quote? That was from Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> like, that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. 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 So we're just going to mosey on over to Maya and Jordan, who we haven't checked on in a while. Um... Don't worry. They've been busy. They've been busy banging. (laughs) And we have and have just now come up for air and sustenance. So they have this cute little back and forth where Jordan tells her that they'll order in and she can have whatever she wants as long as it's under 25 bucks, which (laughs) oh my god. That's so early adult. I remember being young and broke and in love. And yes, that is so, it's like, okay, how much money do we have? We have $27 to last us the next week. Cigarettes are the priority. Yeah, never. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So. But the tooth rotting levels of fluff are interrupted by a call from the Praetor. And Maya busies herself looking through Jordan's bachelor sized stack of takeout menus while he t- takes his call. Uh, but all thoughts of food are dashed when Jordan comes back looking sickly. His roommate, Nick, the one she never met but she did see the picture of, um, was killed. And they think it was Maureen who was his, like, charge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what with, you know, his throat ripped out and all the blood drained from his body, like all mm-hmm. signs point to the baby vamp. <sighs> and then I'm going to read to you what happened. I'm, I just, this part, it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> and I want to talk to you guys about it. <laughs> this is why we're here. <laughs> so, <clears throat> she stared at him. His eyes were glassy, his hair tousled. A sudden panic rose inside her. Kissing and cuddling and even sex were one thing. 
comforting someone when they were stricken with loss was something else. It meant commitment. It meant caring. It meant you wanted to ease their pain. And at the same time, you were thanking God that whatever the bad thing was that had happened, it hadn't happened to them. Mm. I just, like, this is what Maya was talking about. Like, she's not ready for the emotional (laughs) intimacy and commitment that Jordan is wanting. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Because that should not be what's going on in her head. No. Yeah. But then she goes and makes it weirder and worse. And I'm just like, what are we, why? Because it feels right. Like not in her soul, but like in the moment. It feels like Like, what she should do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because it feels like what she should do. Oh. Yep. She's expected. Yeah. So she still comforts him because she cares and she clearly, but she's clearly uncomfortable. So then why does she tell him that she loves him? I don't know. It doesn't seem like she said it accidentally either. Mm -mm. So like, what do you think her intention was? And I think we just covered that. I think it was what she thought she should do Mm -hmm. in the moment. Well, and it was awkward timing too. Like it just, it's just word vomit to try to make him feel better yeah almost like i i support you like trying to like make him know that like it's okay that he didn't lose one of you know the only person that he right that knew him mm-hmm. but at the same time like you can tell how not ready for that she is yeah uh-huh Ooh, and i have been that girl like i used to be allergic to commitment <laughs> like it was not pretty <laughs> I get it. <sighs> I'm clingy as fuck. Five stage clinger. <laughs> it's me. Robin's like a feral cat. She's skittish at first, but once you lock her in, she's, she'll never leave. I am sushi. <sighs> That's great. Uh, so... So Jordan, I'm pretty sure, took it as an I love you, I love you, which is fair because it's where his head's been been at the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. It's a reasonable assumption on his part, at least. But before they have a chance to ruin the moment by talking, another, com- another call comes in, but this time it's Maya's phone, and it's a 911 from both Luke and Magnus. It's time to roll. Rolling Shit's about to go down. Yes, yes. God, I love so much. So back over to Clary, who is in Jace's bathroom. Um, see, he does actually have an ensuite. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it back and forth. So for whatever reason, Sebastian gave it up to him. I don't know, but it just seems wrong in the hierarchy of their relationship. It does. I the the whole setup of this apartment is it just is. confusing yeah. me. If I think about it too much, I get a migraine. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So she's cleaned and dressed as Sebastian has demanded, but she stayed in the bathroom sitting on the floor contemplating her existence and everything that brought her to this moment and how she can barely recognize herself. And basically just like a mini existential crisis on the bathroom floor, really par for the course for a teenage girl, honestly. Mm. We, we've all mm-hmm. done it. So... She's not actually acting all that strange, in my opinion. Right. (laughs) Right. So then Clary is 
like she stands up and she's cataloging her bruises um in the mirror when Sebastian comes to get her. And he's in like rebranded gear. It's like the same material but a different color. It's blood red, which you know, it's, wouldn't want anyone mistaking us for the good guys. Like <laughs> it's like a, it's a giant it's red a flag. Little on the nose. It reminds me it's a red of, flag. Um that the Michael funny. Jackson uh thriller leather jacket outfit. Yes. yeah yeah yes silly uh, okay i have another little bit to read from you <clears throat> you look lovely sister a fitting companion for me <laughs> so she bit back her words with the taste of blood that still lingered in her mouth and walked toward him. He caught at her arm and she tried to squeeze past as she tried to squeeze past him in the doorway. His hand ran over her bare shoulder. Good, he said. You're not marked here. I hate it when women ruin their skin with scars. Keep the marks to your arms and legs. <laughs> you should have been the narrator. <laughs> Now, the worst thing about Jonathan Morgenstern is his misogyny. And I blame this for his weird sexual obsession with his sister as well. Like, yeah. I feel like the, the two are hand in hand. And if he hadn't been raised with such blatant misogyny, then he wouldn't have this weird sexual obsession with his sister. Um, it, it's almost like it's the only relationship he has. So that's where he's going with it. But it's not. Because he had those vampire girls and the, or whatever, the one human and the vampire. I feel like he feels like it's his only shot at real connection. And so he wants everything from her. Right. Fair. Mm -hmm. I think he also, um, (laughs) yeah. So his concept of love is not real. It's, it's like some, so Jocelyn was being very dramatic when she was like, oh, all of his emotions are a pretense, mm-hmm. right? I think he can feel mm-hmm. anger. Like, right. I think those are real mm-hmm. emotions, right? But I think specifically love. So it's like, imagine explaining love to mm-hmm. a toddler. Mm-hmm. And then that's what they hang on to as, okay, love means like you're married to someone mm-hmm. and you love them this way. And it's not like, okay, there's platonic love. There's all mm-hmm. these other different ways that you can love people. I think the only one he knows is the basic whatever and that's in like in Mm -hmm. his brain knows that so i think that's what he thinks he has to do with clary to feel love and validate i don't think he thinks that there's another option and maybe he even thinks that forcing her would make her love him like you'll learn to love well it's just like you'll come around eventually like this is what we're supposed to do i'm just doing what we're supposed to do make that sound one more time Kristen. But I I also wonder, like, is there a part of Sebastian that thinks that because Clary is his blood, that she, if anyone has a chance at possibly loving him, it's her? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, that, like, if you can't love me, then no one could ever love me. And so that's, I think that also... Yeah. And I feel like he thinks that they have to have a connection together because they're related, yeah. like mm-hmm. blood. I just don't think that he knows of a different way no. 
to love and be yeah, loved. Right. I don't think so. So that's what he's like that's what he's yeah. going with. Well, and he I mean, in my assumption as a parent and a sister, I would think that Jocelyn like would be that person like if if someone if she can't love me no one can that's already mm-hmm. been ruined with Jocelyn so I guess he's jumping to Clary but like yeah that would yeah. be the person well, Jocelyn already proved mm-hmm. that she doesn't love right because she abandoned right. him yeah so I guess he's clinging to her even more mm-hmm. yeah Mm-mm. yeah and I wonder how much time Valentine spent talking about Clary right to him when he was a child yeah yeah when did he find out about Clary Valentine pretty early on right we think I mean no no because he didn't find out until he came to get Jocelyn oh you don't okay so he didn't know so it could have been like I wonder if that was a way that Valentine used to explain why he had he could exert control over over Jonathan, right? Was like our blood really like he he harped on the fact that we're blood. I'm the only one. Like okay, I wonder if he really pushed in the like familial bonds mm-hmm. like narrative to try to get him to be loyal because. Sebastian isn't going to be loyal of his own accord because Mm -hmm. he's self-serving, right? So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Interesting. But, like, I think it all comes down, really, to the misogyny. Because if this man was a feminist, and we're lucky he wasn't written that way, because if he was a feminist, I would fall in love with him. Because I don't care how evil he is. As long as he thought I was an equal, I'd be like, I'm in. I'm in. I love it. <laughs> Let's well, okay, go, obviously not the weird shit with his sister. Like, that would of also have to not. not happen. Although maybe but- not, because uh-huh. you were not, like, turned off by Jace. Right? When you thought it was his, you know, so I don't know. Maybe I was just was like, I guess this so is this kind of book. Like, yeah. that's how I thought of it when it was happening. I was like, I'm not going to, what? I'm going to hate on it. I want them to be together. It's a, it's are fictional characters. I don't give a fuck. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I was like, I know it'll work out some way that they're not related so they can be together. Like, I had confidence. Right. I believe in them. <laughs> I had confidence it wasn't going to get too weird. Oh, God. It was a traditionally published book. And then here we are. Right. It wasn't <sighs> fan fiction. If it was fan fiction, I might, may have been more leery. Mm. Crazy. <laughs> I may have been like, oh, boy, we'll see. <laughs> oh, my God. So Clary tells him not to touch her, um, but she'll she still follows his directions and goes where he leads her. She's got to like get to the ritual stop anyway, so she might as well hitch a ride with him. Like, there's no sense in fighting mm-hmm. there. She's got to get there anyway, so right. she'll take a ride with him, and then she'll she'll do whatever she needs to do to fuck him up later. <laughs> I hope so, cause. Ugh. Okay, so Al- we're over to Alec and Izzy. They're in the elevator going up to the Institute with about 45 minutes to spare until it's, like, it's going down. 
and she notices how tired Alec looks, and he answers her unasked question before she can even say a word. He's fine, but she's not. She's going to be in huge trouble for staying away from home for so long. Alec is an adult, so he can do whatever he wants, okay? Whatever he wants. And by the way, he says, I'm over 18. He is 18. So, like, I guess you're a day over. And 30 minutes. exactly. And 16 seconds. (laughs) So Izzy defends herself by telling him that she had been texting their mom every night, letting her know that she was with Alec and Magnus. But now that you, like, brought up the topic, like, speaking of Magnus, you opened the door, okay? So, like, how are you two doing? Mm-hmm. And Alec is unimpressed with this level of cheesemosacity <laughs> is the word I came up with. <laughs> I like that. So um, he's like, dude, the world is falling apart, and this is what you're worried about? Come on. But actually, what he says is, um, everything is going to hell in a handbasket. And then she goes on like a sidebar, side quest, talking about the origin and blah, blah, blah. So I bring you the Wikipedia possible origin, because it's never been established, apparently. It's debated, widely debated. Its use may be dated to the baskets used to catch guillotine heads in the 18th century. I love that. That's that's mm-hmm. my preferred. I, uh-huh. I haven't even heard any of the other theories, and that's my yep. preferred one. That's the only one I gave you because that's the yep. only one I care about too. Yep, agreed. It's the only plausible exactly. It completely makes sense, mm-hmm. as it should be. I've been eyeing these guillotine earrings on TikTok. <laughs> I want them so bad. <laughs> that's hilariously awful. I love it. <laughs> It's wean time, so it's fine, right? (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. We will not pretend like I leave wean shit up in my house all year round. Right. Robin, too. Actually, I think I've had a pumpkin hanging up that one of my kids decorated all year, too. (laughs) Not an actual pumpkin. A painted... On my headboard. Yeah. Okay, so Alec actually decides to answer the question, and I'm not so sure if he actually wanted to talk about it or if he just wanted Izzy to stop going on her sidebar about Helen a Handbasket. <laughs> but he says that uh, he and Magnus are, quote, okay, I guess. And she starts hammering him with questions, as anyone, especially a sister, would, and he tells her to knock it off. Like, stop diving into my love life. Anyway, since you brought it up now, you and Simon, clearly you like him. So why aren't you guys a couple? And she doesn't seem as... Couple of besties. Sorry, I just... That meme Mm -hmm. is always in my brain. No, she doesn't seem as irritated to talk about it as Alec does. Um, But he, she doesn't think that Simon likes her. And of course, Alec is like, is that Simon likes her? Did I say Alec? Anyway, she tells Alec she doesn't think Simon likes her. And of course, he is like, no, that's wrong. (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) Every guy likes you because you're amazing and toach gorge. 
why wouldn't Simon? Like, how is he different from anyone else, basically? And I'm like, it's because he's a fool. A fool, I say. <laughs> but she's basically just like, Simon knows how I feel, so I'm leaving the ball in his court for him to move forward if he wants to. And Alec tries to give him the benefit of the doubt, and um, he reminds her that, like, he is kind of going through a lot right now. So, like, maybe <laughs> give him a minute, you know, basically. Yeah, like, we're kind of in the middle of something. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's some big shit going down and he was right in the center of it, quite literally. So <laughs> but she doesn't feel like that's even the issue. The distance between them is Clary. So I love I love that Izzy's just like, no, no, no that's not it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't stop talking. Yeah. I'm not this saying that you're Clary. not. <laughs> Yeah, not saying that you're wrong, but I'm also not saying that you're wrong. Right. <laughs> so she thinks that um, Clary is like the last thing that he has left over from his human mm. life. But I don't think that's true because he still has his bandmates because they know he's a vampire. So mm. wrong, but okay. Uh, and his sister. Yeah, now, right? right. Yeah, and his sister even better. But maybe she doesn't realize that. Maybe he didn't tell her about his meet with his sister. But regardless, this is how she feels. So she thinks that there isn't space for. Sorry. She thinks that there isn't space for her in his life. No. No. Sorry. I don't understand. Like, I don't. I don't accept Mm -hmm. that. She knows that Clary and Jace are together. So she knows that Clary's not going to be with Simon. So why is she hung up on this idea that, like, Simon's never going to replace anyone? Like, Clary's going to, he's going to hold, he's never going to accept it. Like, it's so silly that she knows that these are going to, like, Clary's never going to be with Simon. So, like, Mm -hmm. stop acting like she's really a threat because she's not it's very strange clary won't go there let alone what simon's gonna do Mm -hmm. and jace could you imagine like no i understand not like going after him and like letting him decide when he's ready yeah like for sure she's like the ball's in his court he can decide but for for whatever whatever it is clary's not the one like nothing's gonna happen with clary because clary doesn't want him and she knows that. Right. And it's silly for her to try to make it up in her mind that, that anything different is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to, they, mm-hmm. author, is trying to show Isabella's insecure. Mm-hmm. But we're batting girl against girl to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like. It falls a little flat. It's the, it's the mm-hmm. age. It is the times. It goes with. The book, it goes with Cleary. I'm mm-hmm. not like other girls, Frey. So I get I it. But I think that this would make sense if it wasn't Cleary. If this was some strain, like some rando girl that had been hitting on Simon, I could see that in insecurity flaring. The thing that is like, I, I don't get why the insecurity is flaring is that you've been through the whole process with them, right? And you dated him before. I mean, it would make more sense, like, if she's jealous of Maya. Because Simon actually dated both of them at the same time. Like, So, of course, just in plot, they make it to the library where Maris is talking to someone else. And, of course, 
they take this opportunity to eavesdrop a little bit. And they hear Maris asking someone, like, someone's missing. How long has she been missing? Or are you saying that she's missing, I think is what is said. And another voice explains that no one has seen whoever this person is in two days. But since Maris knows her brother, but before we can hear the rest, Alec just fucking walks into the room like the Kool-Aid man. He just strong arms the door and he's just like, we're here, bitches. Pay attention to us. (laughs) So the people in the room with Maris are Helen Blackthorne and Aline Penhollow. And Maris immediately stands up asking what has happened. Like, clearly, you're interrupting Mm -hmm. a meeting. You're walking in like this. Like, you haven't been here in days. What is going on? What's your news? Yeah, and we get a little view from Izzy's eyes. Aline and Helen have exchanged family rings, and apparently this is a big deal. So much more of a big deal than, like, a letterman's jacket. (laughs) Yeah. Which, by the way, when I was younger, I think I thought it was called a leatherman's jacket. Leatherman's. (laughs) Just so you know. Like Like a leatherman tool, yeah. Yeah. So the two try to excuse themselves to give Maris a chance to talk to her kids, but Izzy insists that they stay because they're probably going to be needed. And so Maris asks why Izzy was at Magnus's house. Uh, she is very much only interested in Izzy's response. Um, like when I ask Olivia what color something is and Lincoln's like, blue. Bro, I know that you know the color blue. Let her answer. She's like, I know why Alec was there. But why were you there? So uh, Izzy was there because the clave had stopped looking for Jace and Magnus was willing to help them. Obviously. And Alec starts to go into detail, um, but Maris stops him almost immediately. She doesn't want to know. Don't tell me. Knock it off. La, 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 la sort of situation. (laughs) But before she can even explain why she's saying that, the black phone on her desk rings and of course i imagine it's the long skinny kind that has a receiver like just skinny roundy little phone oh okay i was i was picturing it like a rotary phone okay like like a black rotary phone that's like this is the bat line yeah yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. like they installed it back okay like winston churchill i mean that's fair as soon as they get phones they have them and never update them because yeah. technology. Uh, yes. That makes sense. Yeah. And the ringer is so, so loud. Uh-huh. Loud. Yeah. That, like the it, entire phone a, shakes. It's an actual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the actual bell with the hammer in between. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <sighs> so. Where was I? Oh, the black phone rang. Oh, I just spit. Sorry, microphone. Um, I'm obviously amped up. It's like a special clave-only phone in case of emergencies, if you hadn't guessed. And Maris lets it go to what I imagine is a voicemail, but obviously not. Um, and I just imagine Gia leaving a message like, hey, girl, it's the clave. Everybody say hi. Uh, okay, like, call us back because there's like some mad shit going on. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> And Maris asks, like, why Izzy and Alec are at the Institute, and Izzy starts to go back to the beginning to tell her that they were looking for Jace, but Maris is like, but that's not your job. That's the Clave's job. Like, why would you be doing that? And Alec is just over it. 
He gets super pissed. He slams his hand down on the desk and tells her to freaking listen to them. Okay, just listen. Shut up and listen. The clave stopped looking, so they kept looking for Jace. They not only found where Jace and Sebastian are, but they also know what they're planning to do and where it's going down. There's no time left. Are you in or are you out? This is where we're at, okay? And mm-hmm. the phone rings again before Maris can even say anything. And the black phone. And so she starts kind of taking in all this information and she ignores the call again and asks Alec to explain in more detail with less emotion. But she doesn't say it that nicely, which I thought was fucking rude. Mm. Jace is missing. And this bitch is just shutting I... off all emotion. Yeah. The disrespect. Yes. Cold as ice. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she's, not maybe, she is clearly still affected from the loss of one child, and maybe she's just shutting down from Jace. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I don't appreciate it, because no. I'm I'm not Team Maris at the moment. I think she's also afraid, like, she knows what Alec is doing mm-hmm. is illegal. The law is hard, but it yeah. is a law, and she doesn't want to lose well, her yeah. and, as and well. She doesn't have a lot of leverage to help her children. Because she is not in good mm-hmm. standing with the clave. So. Because she's a criminal. Yeah. So I'm sure she's got a lot of anxiety of like, if they step out of line, then how does that reflect upon me? And how am I able to help them? Are they going to be treated harshly, more harshly because they're my children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus, and. That's yeah. true. It's like their shenanigans are adjacent to the circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh-huh. like, that even looks like maybe she wasn't actually repented at right. all. And this whole thing has been a ruse. Didn't and they've been of that. cahooting uh-huh. with V-Tang and now his son. And Collusion! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. that's a good point. So, um, with less emotion, hysteria, I think, is actually what Maris had said, I think. Um, Alex spills almost everything. And I fully expected Maris to be like, regulators, mount up after hearing all of that. But no, she's mad that they told her because now she has to tell the clave. Just banging my head on my desk when I'm like, ugh. To be fair, she tried to stop them before and did say, I don't want to know. It's true. But then she was like, okay, now tell me with less emotion. Like, make it clear so I can report it correctly. Right. I understand that they're stressed out. Mm-hmm. I do feel like she's a little frustrated with Alec at this point because she expects Alec to understand what he has to, like, omit from That's fair. what he's telling her. I think it's less about that and more about like fucking Alec how many times have I fucking like play it cool it's like when you try to get Robin to play it cool in public and she can't because she doesn't get she doesn't get it yet and she's like what do you mean and you're like (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. hard time picking up on social clues and context yeah it's fine Uh-huh. You you text We're her going to go to the doctor. When you're sitting right next to her. And they're going to say, how much do you exercise? And you're going to say 30 minutes, five days a week. <laughs> uh, I was. That's yeah. a lie. But you're yeah. going to say it anyway. And you, I've rehearsed mm-hmm. this with you. 
big fat lie. You yeah. guys, Alec what? and Izzy are totally taken aback, just like we are. And they're like, what? You aren't mounting up right now? What is the matter with you? And she's like, guys, come on. As soon as Gia finds out, she will have to send a crew to stop all of this. And Jace will most certainly be killed. So then she has to do her research. How many shadow hunters are in this cult V squared has started? And Alec guesstimates about 40. How did he get this number? I hadn't heard of any shadow hunters being involved other than like the three of Clary, yep. Jason, Sebastian, which I don't even think Sebastian is a shadow hunter anyway, until this chapter. How does Alec know this? I'm confused. Did um, Clary, Clary tell Simon, told Simon that? When because she- Sebastian oh. told Clary and Clary told Seb. Yeah. Okay, I guess I missed or that. Thank Jace you. Or told Clary and Clary told Simon. Okay. It's like that David Sedaris short where he says six to eight. Okay. Anyway. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So Maris plays out the fight scene out loud. Like it seems more like an internal head thought, but she says it. And anyway, she's like, if there are twice as many good guys and like, there's still a chance that Jace wouldn't make it out alive. Like basically if we send twice as many people, it doesn't matter. Things still could happen. And I'm just kind of like, isn't that with any battle, though? So, like, I'm confused, but okay. Like, Jace walks into mm-hmm. every battle expecting to die, potentially. So, whatever. Although, I guess he hasn't been in many battles because he's just a kid. In fact, he probably shouldn't be in any battles. Anyway, sorry. That's me thinking out what I was talking about. Anyway, Izzy's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, Maris. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Izzy's like, yeah, that's why we just don't tell the clave. Right? Like, duh. This is why we're here. And Maris is like, no. The law says we have to. She can't even believe it. Boo. Boo, Did you call Jace your son? Yep. Like, what is the matter with you? This is insane. So Izzy starts to yell at her mom about the law being dumb as shit when your family is in danger. Basically, like we don't need to pay attention to the law. And then she kind of gets a glimpse out like side eye. And she realizes in her peripherals that Aline and Helen are still there. And she's like, oh, fuck. And she covers her mouth. I've said too much. I've said too much. (laughs) The law is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right now with you. And Aline quickly reassures her that, like, don't worry, I won't be telling my mom about this because she owes Izzy from when Izzy had saved her from a demon in Idris. Plus, like, the real Sebastian was her cousin and fake Sebastian killed him. So I'm in, basically. Like, lest we forget. Yep. So Maris goes back to the law. What? I was gonna say, and they're part of the the alphabet mafia, so they're like we're in it to win it because Alec yeah. is here. Yes, yeah, love it. Yes, they're friends with him. Yeah, yeah. So Maris is like, so anyway, the law. Remember, like, let's get back to talking about the law because that's my favorite thing. Apparently, is in her head. If we break it, we could like get into trouble. And instead of just like being like cool beans, don't care, Alec, like asks like well like how much trouble is is it like a lot of trouble like is this oh. worth it alec stop losing focus here <laughs> but i think this is just a way for us to get like how much trouble they would actually get in so 
Izzy wonders if their dad will be Inquisitor by the time they receive their sentence. Maybe, possibly, if they go through with this. And maybe he'll go easy on them. So maybe it'll be no big deal. But Maris is like, oh, baby, no, no. He wouldn't have a chance at that job if we don't tell the Clave what's going on right now. We could lose everything. And that's where it ends with them. Their marks could be stripped. We don't know. They could lose it all. Don't care. Look, I don't, this is the same, this is the same energy as that TikTok with all of those mothers saying that they wouldn't kill for their children. I don't know what world you're on, Becky, but (laughs) we, we know laws don't matter when your kid is in danger. Yes. It's just, that is end full stop. Agreed. That's it. Record me. I don't care. Fucking, Quote me I'll on catch that. a case. Here, right here. Right here. You couldn't fucking... I'll put my hands together for you after I'm done, okay? Yep. But let me handle my business first. And I will happily, happily follow you to prison. Right. Once my kid is safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. So we go over to Clary and the floating apartment. I feel like that's a story. <laughs> Like a like kid's story. And um, she can see the ceremony location as they start to leave the apartment. So it sounds like a portal, I guess. Like it's half her forward is the ceremony location and behind her is the apartment, I guess. And as soon as Sebastian, I just imagine that he's like gun to her back, holding her hostage sort of like closeness situation. Mm-hmm. So he closes the door. And as they start to take a step away, there's an explosion sound. And they turn around and there's like, I don't know, like frying grass basically on the ground, like sizzling. And Sebastian's like, what the? And Clary pulls out her evil laugh. And she's like, And he like puts his crossbow basically to her chest and demands to know what she has done. And I quote, that rune the one you thought was an unfinished open ro- opening rune? It wasn't. It was just not anything you'd seen before. It was a rune I created. Bitch. Shit. Okay, she what? didn't say bitch. All right. So V Tang Light is like, say what? Because he's a 90s kid at the moment. And Clary tells him that she created... A new rune that destroyed the apartment the second someone opened the door. Like, they opened and closed the door like it's gone forever. So, like, boo bitch. Okay? And, yes, her bro jam is certainly TO'd about this. And he's like, does that mean it's gone like a freight train? Gone like yesterday? You have and no idea how hard it Homer is Simpson's to not keep her. going. <laughs> yes. Sorry. And he's like, Homer Simpson, like, why, you little? And Clary's like, just murder me. In fact, I double dog dare you to do it. Because then you can go and explain to Jace what you did. And this feels a little bit of the, like, wait till your father gets home <laughs> yeah. thing. And Jace is under Sebastian's control, so I don't think Jace would really be able to do anything about it or care, but, like, cool. If you'd like to think that. And I know this is not important, but every, and I'm going to say every time 
I get to this point. This is the the third time only in my life we've got to this point Mm. because reading it. I just like that sucks. Like the Tessa, the -hmm. book from Will got blown up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sad. And like her other, like the fairy ring is blown up. Well, she stomped on that. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. She turned it to dust. But still the the book. Like the book. Yeah. It's sad. I know. So Tiny Chang <laughs> looks like Joffrey from Game yes. of Thrones with his crossbow pointed at Clary and the ragiest of faces on. And he's slowly like, because his like, again, he's, as Amanda said, it's pointed at her chest and his finger is on the trigger. And he like slowly lets his finger down and he tells Clary, quote, there are worse things than dying he said, and I will do them all to you, little sister. And once you've drunk from the cup. No. Wait, what? No. No. Mm-mm-mm. I wrote that wrong. I I wrote it that incorrectly. That was a typo and it doesn't make sense. So you'll have to give me a moment while I actually find the real quote. I think it makes sense. And I will do all of them to you, little sister, once you've drunk from the cup and you will like After, it. After, instead of over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He once. said, there are worse things than dying, and I will do them all to you, little sister, once you've drunk from the cup and you will like it. Yeah, gross. No. Mm-mm. No? Yep. I I wrote, I, I inserted vomiting yeah. emoji, but nothing can compare to Kristen's nothing cat hairball noise. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. I don't know why. I I had to be right in that section, in that moment, so I had to check my work. Sorry. It's all good. Like, don't ask me to guess anything either. It's not (laughs) happening. I will invest. (laughs) So Cleary responds by spitting at him, which is disgusting, but absolutely warranted in this situation. And then um, she gets poked in the chest hard by the crossbow and I'm wondering if it's the crossbow or the bolt but either way awful and Sebi commands her to turn around and pushes her with the weapon drawn on her back from the rocky hillside so you're right Amanda she is at hostage Uh at weapon point and she's wearing thin shoes and she can feel all the rocks and stuff which is super painful and not important to details but I couldn't leave it out Mm -hmm. like ballet slippers is what I imagine I don't know why Mm mm-hmm yeah. Which you'd think, like, just let her wear yeah, boots. Right? Like, it's gear. Boots. I don't know. I don't know. I just, just a PSA for, for everyone. If you're going to spit on someone, just be prepared for them to spit on you back. Like, that is, that yes. is an unfortunate side effect. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as you start spitting on people, they're going to start spitting on you back. And you may not enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So... You might not be prepared. Be aware. It's gross. It's not fun. So Cleary sees the seventh sacred site in front of her. And it's on top of a low hill. And I tried a couple times to rewrite the description in my own words, as Kristen would say. But I'm going to read to you what it looks like because I can't really describe it. And I'm getting the feeling of like when you're talking on the phone with someone and you want to know what room of their house they're Uh sitting in so uh that you can visualize them being on the phone with you. So you have to know what this looks like. 
and I quote, Atop the hill facing north was a massive ancient stone tomb. It reminded her slightly of Stonehenge. There were two narrow standing stones that held up a flat capstone, making the whole assemblage resemble a doorway. In front of the tomb, a flat sill stone, like the floor of a stage, stretched across the shale and grass. Grouped before the flat stone was a half circle of about 40 Nephilim, robed in red, carrying witch-light torches. Within their half circle, against the dark ground, blazed a blue-white pentagram. Okay, that's what we're dealing with here. And she can see Jace prowling around up there, like on kind of like the quote stage area. And apparently she's able to recognize him by how bright his hair is. Which, of course, is a fucking stretch. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like you the entire time in this book, you have been describing Sebastian as the bright haired boy, like the bright blonde hair. So it's weird that you're mixing the two, whatever. And he is living the dream with his very own personal scar moment. Okay. He is militizing the hyenas, okay, which are actually rogue nephews. And he's like thanking them for their loyalty and their belief in his, you know, well, technically their daddy. Uh. And you'll never go hungry again. No, no. It's obviously not what he says, but like, can you not say that? Anyway, what Jace actually says is um like like he says like thank you for your belief in like our like his dad like and the son valentine's son and valentine's daughter referring to clary obviously which makes the crowd murmur all the while sebastian is pushing her through the crowd onto the top of the stone and jace who's not really jace is super into the perfect timing of them showing up. He's like, this is perfect. And he continues his speech by telling the crowd that there are, like, all of you guys are really special little <laughs> shadow hunters. And even though you have, we all have the blood of the angel running through us, it just isn't enough. And despite the fact that they're literally called shadow hunters, They should be able to reveal themselves to the stupid Mundis and get some like reward and some praise for the like the risking of their lives that they do trying to protect them. This is you know they just need a little thanks and glory. Okay, this is always the most silly reasoning. I'm just I'm like you just want attention. Yes, yes. (laughs) You want a pat on the back. Get over yourself. I mean. You need an attaboy. Yeah. I mean, to be real, though, it does feel very shadow huntery. That's a very mm-hmm. shadow huntery thing to want, even though they are supposed to be in the mm-hmm. shadows. Mm-hmm. Right. An open hunter. Yeah. It feels very hunter. dauntless. <laughs> yes. That's on brand. Well, and that's not the worst part of it all. The worst part is that Angel Daddy doesn't even really care about them. <laughs> Like, they have deep-rooted daddy issues. Oh, God. <laughs> he doesn't even like us. And Clary is watching Jace, like, as she's going up. And he is revving up the crowd. Oh, okay. I am fucking a liar. By this time, she's on the stage because I already fucking said that. I just went off the cuff because I was into it. 
She's on the stage behind him with Sebastian. And she's watching him, like, rev the crowd up. And she's like, dude, his charisma is on point. And he's really good at this. This is probably what it was like watching Uh V-Tang back in the day. Like, this is probably how he got his fucking cronies Mm -hmm. in the first place. Because, like, he's good. And Jace pulls out, like, the big ending of his speech. Revealing that Angel Daddy, a.k.a. Raziel, a.k.a. Raziel, is cruel and indifferent to their suffering. So they should turn away from him and run into the arms of Demon Mommy, a.k.a. Lilith, who will give them a bunch of power. But she's not like a regular mom. She's a cool mom. So she won't punish them for any wicked behavior. And then he hands the mic over to Jonathan, whose dream this is. His words, that is literally in the Mm. book, they are not mine. And this oddly reminds me of like a furniture yep. summit. Okay. Like, have you been to a work it's retreat? It's trade show. Yeah. Yes. It is 100%. It's yeah. icky. So Jace backs up and goes to stand next to Clary, kind of in the shadows. And he holds her hand. And she tells him it was a good speech. And it was very convincing. And Jace gets excited, which, I mean, I get it. I always want to hear nice things about myself, especially when it's something that I could be graded on. (laughs) I need the rush of the 100% on a research project that has been a giant hole in my life for the last 15 years. Tell me I'm a good girl. It's called the praise kink. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I love that. Of course you would know that that has a name. Uh-huh. <sighs> what that what okay wait I guess I just realized maybe I have that too because I went to the dentist last week yes. and the whole time she kept like I was a child good job you're doing great blah 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 like not the whole time but like every couple minutes or whatever or and I was just like that's so reassuring thank you yeah I'm really into this <laughs> and I realized I, later I was like I'm like a little kid Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I there there's this TikTok that's going around recently, and it's these guys that have a podcast. I have no idea. I don't follow the podcast, but I just saw the clip or whatever. And this guy was saying something, and he's like, he's like, I don't know, you know, I have a praise kink, and it's three guys, and the other guy goes, I didn't know you had a, a praise kink, and and the third guy goes goes oh yeah he told us about it and he's like what about you do you have a praise kink and the third guy goes no i've already told you about my degradation uh, degradation kink and they're all just started laughing it was so funny so funny and i'm like i have both (laughs) yes you do Oh, I love that for you. (laughs) Okay. So, Cleary and Jace are small talking. Like, they're not really talking about anything important. Oh, okay. And then Jace suddenly asks her, what happened? What happened? And she's confused. She has no idea what he could possibly be alluding to. What do you mean, what happened? And then he opens his jacket that is clearly a denim trucker jacket. With 
the fur inside and shows her his her like sorry fucking said the wrong pronoun he shows her his bloodstained shirt and he's like girl i had to give myself an arazi on the dl so no one would notice like what is happening here and clary tells her like tells herself her internal monologue if you will says there's no point in lying about what happened but all she says to him is her and Sebastian got into a fight. And Jace basically cuts her off. And, and he's like, shrug. Mm-hmm. Asterisk, asterisk. Well, I hope y'all worked it out. <laughs> and Clary tries to continue to talk to him, which way to fucking bury the lead, right? Ray. Like, that is not how you should have started that. But Jace is too enthralled about watching Sebastian work the crowd on stage. He does not care what Clary has to say anymore. He doesn't give shits about her. No shits were given about Clarissa. And Sebi asks the crowd, he's like, who's with me? And some old guy takes off his Death Eater mask. I mean, throws his hood back. (laughs) And is like, your father made us a lot of promises too, but he never, like, none of them ever came to pass. Why should we trust you? And Sebastian, of course, has a trained for this moment, okay? Many a mirror monologue, I'm assuming, has been leading to the culmination of the now. And he responds by saying he is going to fulfill his promise right here, right now. <laughs> Stop it. And anyway, Jonathan, Jonathan, if you will, at this moment, pulls out the new cup from his fucking inside jacket mm. pocket. And Jace is like a teenager telling Clary that he was up all night with anticipation. Patient. Um, so he just hopes all of this just really goes well. He's really excited about today. And Clary, of course, takes a moment to oogle Jace in the moonlight. <laughs> Don't know why, but we have to. And then she laments about how he really had forgotten about being J-Lo just a few hours ago. It's the murder remix out here. Um, Anyway, Sebi steps off the rock and heads over to the pentagram, causing, no, sorry, casually starting to summon Lilith. He takes out a thin dagger, cuts it into his palm, lets his blood flow into the new cup. And Clary decides to herself, she's like, all right, this is it. This is happening. There are no more takesies, backsies. Okay. Like things are starting. I need to do my big fat plan. Yeah. It, the time is Which now. Which is to. It is time. Yeah. The time is now. It is, it is time. time. <laughs> I like that. She decides. You guys ready for this? To tell possessed Jace that the real Jace is buried deep inside and he should try to remember that he loves her. God damn it. And she's like, Simba. (laughs) Remember who you are. Okay? One more Lion King reference never hurt anyone. So it had to go in there. But for real, she tells him to, quote, try to remember who you are, Jace Lightwood. That's it. 
that's what we've been that that's the big wow. plan good job so thorough and intricate <laughs> i love this multifaceted plan <laughs> right <laughs> i for one am shocked <laughs> that it's not really working just floored shooketh if yes. you will and jace is dumbfounded that Clary would say that because they've worked really hard on this project together <laughs> for like the past week. And he really thought that she was all aboard the evildoer express. Like what the fuck is going Crazy. on here? I thought we were in this together. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while they're having this conversation, Sebastian is still continuing the summoning ritual and he flings his blood from the cup into the pentagram and continues chanting. So he's still doing his thing. Clary tries to remind Jace not to rope her or him for that matter in with all this craziness. Okay. Yeah. Like we don't need to be a part of this. And Jace takes a big sharp breath in. He's probably like, (gasps) and Clary thinks that it means that she's broken through to him. She's like, Mm. here it is. It's coming. But he's really just excited that Lilith's returned. (laughs) Lo and behold, there's a figure of a woman made of flames in the pentagram. Like, Clary is not on his radar right now. He's like, oh my God, Santa! (laughs) (laughs) And this is so awful. Like, this was so flat. Mm Mm-hmm. It really was. It was. I was not yeah. into this. Yeah. So Sebastian finishes the ritual by saying to Lilith that he's called her forth. And as she gave him life, he is going to do the same for her. Tisk for Taft. Mm-hmm. And then her form is revealed. Okay. So she starts to be summoned as like flames. And she's half the height of a normal human. Completely naked. With her hair spilling down her back to her ankles. And her body is black. Is Sorry, is gray. With black lines all running through it. And she has like snakes for eyes again. Mm. <laughs> sorry. I'm just yes. imagining Colin Robinson as a baby. Coming back. And then yes. anuses for eyes. Anuses for eyes. Yes. I have a question. Yes. Does that mean that this is her true form? And is this the form that she was in with the snakes for eyes when she was Benedict's side piece? Okay, listen. I th- The snakes for eyes is her true yes. form. Because she, the, it was coming out when they were battling on top of the high-rise right. construction project. I think she's half the height because she's not at full power yet. I think it's because she's weak. Agreed. Okay. Like okay. she's regrowing, regenerating. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that uh-huh. makes it better. I just—that's—I I don't know if that's true. When she has gray skin, like, and so basically, like, her body's cracked with fissures, right. like black fissures, and I think it's because she's not like the pieces are reforming okay. and she's not whole that yet. So I thought of like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, right. but instead of red, black. Gotcha. I don't. I don't know if that's. Okay. That's just what my brain was doing. So 
Um, Lilith is stoked to see her baby again (laughs) and calls him my child, which is totally a fucking evil Mm -hmm. mother thing. It it was like Mother Gothel. It was it was on point. And Sebastian tells her that he has called on her just like she wanted. And not only does she get to be his mom. But she gets to be a mother to, like, a whole new race of peeps. Like, this is a great day. All the rogue nephews that are there are kind of shell-shocked. That was supposed to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it didn't come out that way. But that's what I was going for. Seeing the greater demon just Mm chilling. And Clary's, like, hurt because we're in her pop, obviously. She's like, it's like, I bet a lot of these people, like, that you have the idea in your head. Kind of like when Izzy saw Raziel. Yeah. Like, the idea in your head is there of an angel or, like, a greater demon, but you've never fucking seen one before. It's right. shocking. And Sebi hands his demon mommy <laughs> the cup. And she bites into her wrist with her no. teeth. <laughs> kind of like the way she wanted Simon uh-huh. to do to resurrect Sebastian. So at least she's the type of manager that isn't going to ask her crew to do something that she wouldn't do Fair herself. Enough. So she's got that going yeah, for enough. her at least. This is gross and it makes my stomach turn a little bit, but I can respect it. I mean, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, when she, like I said, she asked Sebastian to do it. She's obviously willing to do yeah. it herself. So We we stand I mean, a boss bitch. Yeah. We do. We we kind of stand yeah. the list. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> not her fault so her blood drips into the cup and it is sludgy and gross i was gonna say it looks like polyjuice potion but i figured that was too many harry potter references but i'm taking it back now because there's never too many harry potter references and it starts darkening the atomus so it's like changing the properties of the cup itself and she dubs the cup the infernal (laughs) cup she's it's her thing Saying that it's like the mortal cup and the fact that it's a talisman and a means of transformation. So, like, take her blood and drag, bitch! <laughs> Except, clearly, it's a bit more fancy than that. It's actually... <clears throat> As your army grows, so shall my strength, Lilith hissed. Soon I will be strong enough to truly return, and we shall share the fire of power, my son. Sebastian inclined his head. We proclaim you death, my mother, and profess your resurrection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Lilith turns to fire and launches herself into the ex- into the air, exploding into, like, shards, like these embers. And I don't know, like, maybe it was a different pentagram that wasn't meant to hold oh, her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, how can she get out of a pentagram? But maybe it's a different kind right. than, like, one that Magnus would use. Because, like, how was she able mm-hmm. to do that? It's similar to but that. Um, what was that thing that Jace was stuck in? Obviously, that was a Shadowhunter rune thing. But Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yes, the Malachi configuration. Mm-hmm. So she can go up, right, while she's in the thing. And then he stomped. He altered the pentagram to release the pentagram, right? Oh, so you think that they, like... This is like a choreographed dance number. Yes. They're like, look, mom, you're going to do this. I I'm going to like do like, that. And then shoot, like anime power jump straight up into the air. And before mm-hmm. she can land, he clears the pentagram to release her. So then she's like, Whoo, because that was all part of the ritual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Fight so they did. They practiced this. Is what you're yeah, saying? In, yes. in my head, yeah, for sure. They had okay. like training sessions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I will say the same joke from earlier today. I have five, six, seven, eight. Five. It's a good one. The gift that keeps so, on giving. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Lilith is gone. Sevi, as you said, modifies the pentagram. And um, he calls over, like calls out to the crowd, somebody named Cartwright, which is totally a fucking evil it henchman is, name. For sure. Real. It is. And he's like, bring forth the first. I don't know why he sounds like that, but he does. The crowd parts, and there's a bound woman being pushed through the crowd. Much like Clary was earlier. And of course, Clary is like soups, not into this. Okay, she's not into hostages. She's she's the vibe is off. And she asks Jace what the hell is going on. And he's like, ah, it's nothing. Just watch. Like, nobody's going to get hurt. This is this is fine. Just open your eyes. And this Cartwright a-hole pushes the woman down onto her knees, mm-hmm. like, with her head, and then pulls her face up by yanking on her hair. Just, just rude and disrespectful. Disrespectful. And you know who's staring up at Clary? It's Amatis. Mm. What a small world. Like, how many shadow hunters are there that this is who they've caught? Basically. I imagine this is who they decided needed to be the person. This is bad. I mean, it's, there's a reason behind it. There of course. Is, I guess you're, sure. you're, you're true. <laughs> and that's obviously what they were talking about when we got the tail end of their conversation. Right, duh. Oh my God, I didn't even put that together and that was my part that I was like, who are they talking about? Because I really don't remember the rest of this book, the next chapter, so I'm excited. Her brother. Right, totes my goats. Some crazy shit. Poor Amatis. Uh Which is, okay. But not the kind. Sorry. I was going to make a dumb joke. No, I was going to spoil on accident, so not going to. Don't do that. Oh, okay. Well, I just said it's not the kind of crazy, like, when you somebody tells a story that you don't want them, like, you don't care about. And you're just like, crazy? Yeah. Like, crazy. Uh-huh. This is like, yeah. Crazy. No, yeah. For, for, for real, for real, for real. <laughs> okay. So, on that note, make sure that you read Chapter 21, Raising Hell, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Um, bye. Bye. Bye.